2: Okay, my degenerate friends, let's talk about the wonderful dark art of gambling. Yes, dancing with the point spread. Going two fists in all the way up to your elbows, wearing farm animal gloves. All right, that was weird. My point is, every game you watch is a little bit more spicy, with something on it, you know? That's why you should get dialed in today at mybookie.ag. I've got an account, and you know what? I throw 10, 15, 20 bucks on stuff all the time. That's it. You can even bet less. Mybookie.ag is perfectly legal. And having worked with them for over two years, they are a rare exception of credibility in a sea of fly-by-nighters. And the handful of times anybody has had a problem, they take care of it right away. Why? Because I send one email and they go, Oh, we don't want to get this. We'll take care of this. Relax, everybody. You got me backing you up. NFL, college football, NBA, college hoops, PGA Tour, NHL, Premier League, everything but Bush Kazi from Afghanistan. You can bet on it. Right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to a thousand additional dollars to put in play. Terms and restrictions do apply to bonus dollar matches. Read the website for details. Promo code is ZABE, Charlie Zulu Alpha Bravo Echo to get that additional matching money. Get some sweet action in 2020 MyBookie.ag. you play you win you get paid today on the zavecast the nfl delivers like no other league can a thrilling four pack of games has sent this year's postseason into uncharted territory john ronis was at my house on saturday why i don't really have friends he rolled out an all-dog baseball team for the podcast I've got glorious audio. I've got takes and rants. So your bonus 30 minutes of me is locked and loaded. Buckle up and let's go.
1: Here we go. Shotgun Dalvin Cook to his left. Third and goal from the four. Kirk takes the snap. Looks right. Fade left. End zone. And it is caught. Touchdown. Bonjour San Francisco and Au revoir New Orleans Saints. I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah! Yeah! Yeah!
0: NFL is a great product, isn't it?
2: Oh, Kirk Cousins, you are so damn right. This is the NFL in a nutshell. It is one hell Of a entertainment product. And yes. Are you
1: not entertained? Are you not entertained?
2: Wow, what a weekend it was. And I've got a lot to talk about today. But I want to remind everybody that this podcast is merely a supplement. It is your last 30 to 45 minutes of true devotion to me, to yours truly, Twitter world. Uh, It is uh, not meant to be a replacement and or some sort of condensed version of all my thoughts, all my takes, all my angles, all my audio that I will deliver over the course of six hours today on two different radio stations in two different markets, starting at a 97.3, the game in Milwaukee, where the Packers will be the focus all week long as they get ready to take on their El Guapo, the Seattle Seahawks, a team with which they have had a lot of entanglements and tradition and bitterness, and heartbreak, and controversy, and then for three more hours in Washington D.C. on the Team 980, where we will talk about the NFL playoffs in general, and a little bit about the Redskins' staffing situation as now Ron Rivera is making a move on a bunch of guys he used to coach with in Carolina. But so that'll be today. Six hours. Tune into both. Uh, get uh, iHeart Radio or get the iHeart app for the morning show on 97.3 The Game. That's an iHeart product. And then the uh, Team 980 is part of the Radio 1 radio group, and they have their own app if you want to get that. Uh, Also, you can just listen to both uh, with an app like TuneIn Pro or Utoons or any other app that basically punches into and dials up various radio feeds around the country. What a a day and age we're living in, right, when you you can listen to anything you want at any time you want in any market. Tomorrow, I'm going to be flipping around to a lot of places including Philadelphia, where they are surely hot about the Jadavion Clowney hit that knocked Carson Wentz out of the game and yet was not flagged on the field. And even more amazing, annoying, and I think conspiratorial to me is how little Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth talked about it and how I believe even Michelle Tafoya, when interviewing Clowney, did not bring it up. And before anybody says, that was a clean hit, get the fuck out of here. That was a crown point shot of the helmet to a quarterback who was already down on the ground. That gave him a concussion, knocked him out of the game, and knocked the Eagles essentially out of the playoffs. Although, it's amazing they were as close as they were within a score and a two-point conversion. With 40-year-old high school football coach Josh McCown. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But no, that was of course a dirty hit. In college he would have been ejected from the game. In the NFL, they've got all the King's men and all the King's resources to make sure we're obsessing about safety. Safety, safety, safety. Hell, there was a call in the Texans Bills game. That was one of those safety calls. The NFL has now made illegal quote crackback blocks. These are blocks in which uh, you, as as an offensive player, turn your back to the direction that your team is going, and you block somebody going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. Hey, how does that guy know which way I'm going? And it was put in there, I think last year, or, or maybe this is the first year, it was put in under the guise of safety. But these things get called so insanely inconsistent, inconsistently they get called, it's enough to drive you crazy because the hit that was not flagged, not reviewed, no black jacket alternate refs ran onto the field like they did with old Hardo Correnti in the Texans game to go, whoa, 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 no, hold on a second, we're not doing that shit. No, no black jackets came in to go, hey, you know, that was a really illegal, dirty hit by Clowney. He pointed the crown of his helmet down and made sure to, bam, helmet to helmet, Carson Wentz. No, that was not fixed. It was not flagged. And yet, in the Texans-Bills game on a crackback block, they called it against the Bills on what was just a, a mere bumping into from their rookie right tackle of a player who was pursuing... Uh, at full speed Josh Allen trying to tackle him violently oh no we can't have that block because of you know safety uh the bills would have had a chance I want to say they would have had about a 55 56 yarder to win the game in overtime that was of course negated by the penalty it drives you nuts and then there was the Saints game today on Sunday <laughs> and Kirk Cousins. You, sweet bastard, good for you. As you heard in the open, he brought it back. You like that? Darn right. Kirk Cousins is a god to me for this reason. He took 60 plus million dollars of Dan Snyder's money when Dan Snyder did not want to give him that money. He basically ripped it out of Dan's little pockets with his boy Bruce trying to be all cute and, oh, I'm going to franchise tag you, and holding these ineffective press avails in which he doesn't take questions but reads statements at his fucking desk, Bruce Allen. And they keep lowballing and underestimating Kirk Cousins, and Kirk says, no, fuck you. See this middle finger? You're going to franchise me again, and it's going to cost you more. And guess what? I'm going to have the focus and the nerve and the talent and the grind and the discipline to have Another great year. And then you're going to be like, oh, shit, what do we do now? And you're either going gonna, gonna to have to let me go or franchise me again, motherfuckers. And that's what he did. Hit him twice. It was glorious. And then he hightailed it out of town faster than you can say bye-bye, Ashburn, okay? He was gone. And you know why? Because it's a shit organization, With a shitty little owner and now, thankfully, an ex-general manager team president who also was a shitty, backstabbing guy. Kirk was never going to sign here for any amount of money. He wanted out. But he had the nerve to play really good football while he was hanging without a safety net of a long-term deal. It's It's a hell of a story. And every quarterback in the NFL, Dak Prescott, by the way, going into his walk year now, as Jason Garrett finally told, you're out in Dallas. With a chance to break break the bank, in part, if the Cowboys don't franchise him. Uh, he can just look at the Cowboys and say, look what Kirk did. You, you really think this is going to work out for you? All you're doing is kicking the can down the road on making me more expensive. Because I'm not going to get cheaper. That's what Dak can say. Because Kirk showed everybody the blueprint on how to do it. Don't settle for their so-called long-term deals. Kirk beat the Redskins at the negotiating table and got the fuck out of here. And he stitched a clown suit on Little Danny. It was a size small. I think it was a uh, 32 short-sized clown suit. And he stitched one on Bruce Allen. Fucking glorious. And I know he has his limitations. I don't think he is elite per se, but he doesn't suck. And he's not a bitch just because he talks like a nerd and he has, he had a squeaky high voice calling out the place. Why 15? He was screaming over the crowd noise. And, and because he's humble and he's a man of faith, it does not make him a bitch. He can be a bad man. And he made plays down the stretch to win that game. It's glorious. I was very happy. I was very happy for Kirk. Because he's a god to me for those reasons. I was very happy for Charch. Because Charch is a dear friend who, of course, is a huge Viking fan. And I know how he suffered. Now, that's going to have to... And I'm happy for Drew McGarry, another friend uh, who is also a huge Viking fan. And uh, texted me and I was like, okay, you got one there. Anyway... I'm happy for those guys, but that's it. That's where it ends because, you know, I'm trying to get over my probationary status as an honorary Packer fan. And the Packer and the Eagle or the Vikings to the Packers are like the Eagles to the Redskins. Filthy, disgusting, dirty vermin. And much like the Eagles before they won the Super Bowl, pisses me off that they did, you could always hang over their head, well, pff, how many have you won? Oh, that's right, none. How about you shut the fuck up? Redskins could do that with the Eagles, even when things were bad for us, which they've been bad for 20 years or so. Can't do that anymore because they got a they got a they got a trophy, built a statue of Nick Foles and Doug Peterson out there. Vikings, though, you can still do that. And so I know that's that my my happiness and sympathy and whatever for the Vikings over done. But Kirk has to go through Kyle now, or Kyle has to go through Kirk. The two of them were together and made some pretty sweet offensive music here in Washington. That is delicious. And then there's the P.I. call, or the P.I. non-call. This is so great, the way this game ended, and with a play like that, because it's a lesson. It's a lesson for everybody who was in favor of this horrendous idea, oh, let's review the most controversial judgment-based call in the game, pass interference. Good idea. Yeah. What could go wrong? We have to after that call last year. Don't worry, though. We'll put in language that says, if there is clear and obvious, that's the phrase that pays, clear and obvious interference, that that's when they will invoke the rule of, oh, hold on a second. But guess what? There is no such thing as clear and obvious. Your clear and obvious is another man's, get the fuck out of here. They were just hand fighting. Happens all the time. It doesn't exist. Just like there's no perfection. You can review certain things and get them right some of the time, 50% of the time, okay, 80% of the time. There's a lot of shit you can't review or you don't review or you whiffed on reviewing. I mean, the 3rd and eighteen, the Texans converted in their... Overtime win with a miraculous Deshaun Watson run came after the play clock hit zero. Now, I know there's a little wiggle room. I find it funny that the people that complain about using the chains to measure first downs don't complain about how sloppy and unprecise the play clock expiring is when it comes to snapping the ball. You would think the NFL would have tightened this up by now, but I guess not. So... The P.I. call illustrates the fact that you can't, it doesn't feel right if Alberto Riveron reaches down with his hand, as I call it, the invisible hand of Alberto Riveron, and plays God and takes away that touchdown to win the game. It doesn't feel right. And imagine if the call had been the other way around. Let's say it was Michael Thomas and let's say instead of a little bit of a stiff arm like Kyle Rudolph did use, although I I don't think he was enough to call in that moment, not given the hand fighting that was going on, no way. To me, that's not PI. That's not OPI. No. Mm -mm. But even if it was, think about if it was reversed, let's say Michael Thomas gives a blatant shove to the back of his defender, a la Michael Irvin in his prime. And they don't call it. And then they go to Sky Judge, Al Riverone. And he's like, oh, fuck, really? They got boned last year, the Saints did, when we didn't have this in place. And now I'm going to have to bend them over and uh, bone them again. <coughs> the other part of the di- the other dynamic in this, which I don't think was accounted for. Is Think of it this way. You look at it like, oh my God, how can you not give the Saints a break given how they got boned last year? The answer is simple. Vikings had nothing to do with that. So you're saying make a call based on something that happened last year involving a team that is not even the one in this game a year later? See, that's the thing. The logic starts to collapse upon itself. And by logic, I don't even mean logic. It's not logic. It's emotion. It's about, wait a minute. And to see the Saints players sitting on their butts with their helmets off, waiting for maybe the invisible hand of Alberto Riveron to save them. Oh, classic. Get off, off the ground and be men. Stop being children. This was like the kid... With his mom at the grocery store on aisle five. I want candy. (laughs) And you fling yourself to the ground. So you're like, all right, mom, what are you going to do now? Your play. You're about to check out. I'm sitting here on the floor. I'm a kid. I know some. I don't know the laws, but I know you can't leave me here. What are you going to do? I'm on the ground now. You Better give me that fucking candy. And And then mom just reached down. Grabs you, grabs your tiny little kid arm with her hand, and just, vroom, just pulls you up screaming and crying. And the Saints fans. I I know several Saints fans. I, I love them. I love you Saint fans. I have loved the Saints up until last year. And and what happened? I just have not loved you guys since then. And I know you're gonna say, but you have no what if it happened to your team? It's not the point. I know, I'd I'd be butthurt, but I hope I wouldn't act like Saints fans did, where even obvious calls, like the fumble late by Cook, where he was down, and of course the officials aren't calling these now because they're letting everything run, obviously down. They can see it on the replay. They come back, they reverse the call, and people boo. I mean, Jesus, give it a rest. This rule better be thrown out on its head by the same 31 or even unanimous vote it was put in last year. It is a Pandora's box of stupid and whining and impossible. You don't want games ending this way. You don't want games unending this way. This is not sports. Sports is hiring referees to call the game the best they can as human beings in a fallible world with other fallible actors in real time and living with those fucking mistakes. That's sports. That's what I grew up on. That's what I fell in love with. This new era now, all these sports using this shit, it, am I ranting now? I'm ranting. Pissing me off. Okay, I got, I'm already 16 minutes in. I got a good spot with John Ronis. I think you're going to enjoy John's visit with me in studio here, in my home studio. Uh, He's got, it's got a baseball lineup if a baseball team was all dogs. It's a pretty funny concept, and we uh, we had some interesting submissions there. We'll, we'll take your thoughts on that as well. Let me get a couple other things out here. And again, it's too much. I've This weekend with all these games, I'm not kidding. It's the greatest blizzard of sports radio content that we'll be shoveling out for weeks. It was amazing glorious. There's too much for me to go through. Okay, New England. After the game, Belichick is in absolute peak Belichickian form. Pissed off. Thinks Tom Brady might leave. Who knows what's going to happen there. And a woman rolls up with this question in the post-game presser.
0: Hi, Bill. Um, I know this is a disappointing evening for you. Um... Oh,
2: at this point, Belichick must be like, oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> But Pats Nation, your fans have, have stuck with you through thick, thick and thin um, social media. just They still love you. Do you have any
2: message for the fans? What a fucking horror. Do these reporters not practice their questions quietly to themselves in the press box? Are they just so overcome with... Nah, I guess as a public speaker or as a broadcaster myself, a a, a, a spoken word wordsmith i have no patience for bumbling stumbling idiots oh yeah like you never make a mistake okay back to the dumb question
1: who are so so supportive of you and the team yeah we appreciate our fans um
2: you know he, he gives that downward death stare and you know Belichick doesn't have to be this way. If you've been watching any of the NFL 100, he's having these lively, animated, face full of emotion and life discussions with Collinsworth and Rich Eisen about the greatest 100 players. He turns into Michigan J. Frog with the spotlight on him after the game. It's just ribbit, ribbit. You'll have to Google that Michigan J. Frog. Hello, my darling. Hello, my lady. Hello, my time gal i
1: wouldn't say it's been all that thin around here personally (laughs) (laughs) oh
2: oh my god killed
1: him killed her oh no he didn't no he did yeah he did no he did no he (laughs) did
2: wow that was great he answers the question with his usual yeah we love our fans and then he lets it sink in like wait a minute finn the fuck are you talking about yeah
1: we appreciate our fans um I wouldn't say it's been all that thin around here, personally. personally. Maybe you feel differently, but <laughs> I, I, I haven't heard too many fans say
2: that. So. <laughs> um. Unbelievable. I haven't heard too many fans say that, yeah. Now, maybe she was referring to the scandals, and apparently the NFL is going to discipline the Patriots for their videotaping in Cincinnati, or I guess it was in Cleveland the week before they played Cincinnati, but whatever. They are apparently going to get hit with something. Uh, the question is just how hard are they going to get a hit? Look, that woman deserved every bit of that verbal beatdown because it was a dumb fucking question. And guess what? I don't care if Bella, he, she was just trying to get something different out of Belichick. I don't care who she was with, how old, how young. Now, we're in the age of treating women just like we do men. And good old equality says, ask dumb question, get stuffed into a garbage can, whether you're a man or a woman. Rhetorically, of course, never. Physically, that would be violent. (sighs) Announcer grades for the weekend. I actually graded them out. By the way, real quick, games are set, lines are set, 435 Saturday, Vikings at San Fran Niners. Minus seven, that one's on NBC. Eight fifteen on Saturday night, these are East Coast Times. Number six seed Tennessee. At number one seed Baltimore. Ravens are minus nine. That was on that one is on CBS. Sunday, they're jacking it later to get that sweet prime time action. Three hundred five Eastern, four seed Houston at two seed Kansas City. Chiefs are minus nine and a half. That's on CBS. And then the big one Seattle at Green Bay. The five versus the two. Packers are minus three and a half. That game is on Fox. It is going to, I think, draw a massive rating. Oh, by the way, when I say uncharted territory for this year's playoffs, only uh, one of last year's final eight has made it back this year. That's the NFL for you. Things can and do change. Okay. that's an Oh, here it is. All right. So I, I graded the announcers for the weekend. Tessitore C, Booger F, You'll hear me talk about Booger saying they should kick it or they should run a draw before trying to kick a field goal. He also said spike the ball when it was third down. The blindness is unbelievable to the situation. Here it is right here.
1: I tell you what, if I'm Sean McDermott at this point, you almost just run a quick draw play, get a few yards, spike it.
2: Third and ten. Yeah. You hear him stop mid sentence almost like Jonah Hill was off to the side doing that gif of the throat slash, like, no, 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 can't do that. See, that's where Booger has to acknowledge that. He has to say, huh, I lost my mind for a second there. That would be terrible strategy. It's third down. My apologies, Tess. But of course, he didn't. This only makes it work because worse because people listen and they go, What the hell? I know Scotland hates Tessator, and I'm I'm kind of off of him now, but I'm telling you, on big calls like the uh Deshaun Watson play, he is spectacular. He is just what you need. Take
1: a listen. Watson puts her off the edge. Watson survives it and then checks down to Jones. Jones inside the 40. Inside the 30. Inside Taiwan Jones to Sean Watson, magical, 34 yards.
2: See, that's the exact punch you need, I think, for the excitement of the play. Al Michaels, here, here was a here was a, a great Marshawn Lynch touchdown run, and I want you to listen to Al Michaels. So Lynch is in first and goal from the five. Marshawn Lynch. Can he fight his way in? Yes, he can. With a touchdown. We're all thinking the same thing. It's like the Super Bowl
1: when he got from the five to the one and they didn't give it to him. This time he gets from the five to the one and busts his way in.
2: I, I just don't care for that. It, he is the opposite of Tessator. He, he miscalls with emotion and inflection play after play after play. All right, Today's episode aside. brought to you Jesus, by MyBookie. So, AG, so much to the talk about. Online John Moronis was with, with me on a Saturday Z-cast. night. Here's more lines on more games than you can imagine. More ways to play. Fast payouts. Outstanding customer service. MyBookie.ag has an easy interface. You can track your winnings and your bad beats. NFL playoffs are now here. Time to crush it. College hoops now more upset heavy than ever. So let's clean up on some shockers. In the winter, NBA looks like Lakers Bucks in June, but hey, we can still make money on any given Tuesday throwing some heat at Grizzlies and Pelicans. (laughs) Sweet action. Promo code right now for 2020 is ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Get half your deposit matched up to $1,000. Terms and restrictions apply And Bonus Money. See website for details. You don't have to be some whale like Mr. X and throw around $1,000 a night. You can be a little dink and dunker like me and nobody's going to know or laugh at you. MyBookie.ag You play, you win, you get paid. This is a very special Zabecast edition. It is Saturday night. I am in my home studio and none other than the great John Ronas of the Capital Golf Gang and the Ronis Academy at River Creek is with me. With his favorite song playing, Golden Earring, Twilight Zone. It's not your version that your band, South the Seven, plays. It's the actual song. Which Mr. is Ronas. far
0: better than the version that we do. Oh, really? Well, of course.
2: 10,400,000 views on YouTube. Can't be wrong, right? Correct. It's not too I shabby. I think our
0: version has at least 10.
2: <laughs> Here we go. Here's where it gets good. Stand by.
1: Video.
2: So, instead of the Twilight Zone, I'm calling this the Friendless Zone. John has been kind enough on a rainy, murky, mild January night to leave his home in not quite so far Western Loudoun, to come out to way Western Loudoun to watch the end of the first of the two playoff games, the thriller between the Bills the Bills. And the Texans, and then presumably we're going out to downtown Purcellville for some grub and a beer, if anything's still open at nine o'clock.
0: We are going, big. so
2: so we better hurry <laughs> up on this. This is and it's just me and him because I have no friends,
0: and I left. Twenty of them at my house. Did I you mean, really? No. Oh, oh. kidding me.
2: <laughs> hey, put your we're mic in a the, little tighter to your mouth. We're right. in the same boat, boy. All right. Well, we're starting with this. I feel like Ronus is my version of Renee Zellweger and uh, Jerry oh. Maguire. Like the only one who's like, come on, who's with me? Because I said two days ago, I'm like, we got to get out of the house for Saturday night's game. We got to go somewhere, drink a beer, and have some fun. But the geography of the DC market is such that people are flung so far. And wide, and I've found as we get older, at least I know this is with me. I get pickier with my friends. I get pickier. I'm not as open minded to. Hey, here's a guy. I could be his friend. Let's go do some things together. Plus the
0: comforts of home. The, we are we are com- we, leave. Leave. we are comfortable right now, aren't we? This is unbelievable. We're very. Comfortable I love right this right place. Now. I come here on Sundays, and I love this place. All right. So we
2: just watched the finish of the Bills. And the Texans. And holy God, that was the most glorious shit show of thrilling football I can remember. That's absolutely, that's a great (laughs) description of it. There was so many tactical blunders. There was so many announcing what the fucks. There was a billion replay reviews. Some of them might have gotten the call right. Some of them did not. It was mesmerizing at points. It, it was unbelievable, and it ended with Deshaun Watson, who was about to be Ooh. obliterated for a sack of 15 yards out of field goal position in overtime to escaping to throw a pass that set him up with a chip shot field goal inside the 10.
0: And unfortunately, Zabe reminded me a little bit of a one Eli Manning in the Super Bowl, escaping my Patriots grasp. So I'm, I might be a little bit startled at the beginning of this podcast.
2: Are, are you not entertained, though?
0: It was fantastic. The athletes the thing- on the football field, especially now at the quarterback position, oh, no. really on both sides of the ball in that particular game, is really quite awesome to watch. It is amazing. So...
2: That game is over, and I barely. I, I have a bunch of... I, I want to go back through my Twitter timeline and check a bunch of the mentions. The Booger McFarlane memes were so, as the kids would say, on fleek tonight. People were killing Booger. They were taking that picture of Booger from last year, sitting in the stupid-ass Booger-mobile, <laughs> and then putting in fake Booger quotes, which could arguably be real Booger quotes. Things like, I tell you what; if the Texans don't score more points tonight against the uh, uh, the Bills, they'll lose this game, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Booger didn't say that, but he almost could have. You pointed out as the Bills were going for their tying field goal at the end of regulation, third and
0: ten, maybe. Well, it didn't even matter what it was; there was ten seconds left.
2: There was nineteen, either nineteen or fifteen, something like it was like sixteen seconds left. No timeouts. Third down and long. Booger said what again?
0: I think they should just do a quick draw play and pick up a few yards to get closer for field goal position. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? There's no chance. You're running that play, which is four to five seconds. Got to help you if you gain 30 yards and you took up eight seconds. You have no chance of getting everyone so five up there. a five-second
2: play. Yeah. It usually takes 10 to 12 to get the field goal and, team well, on. Well,
0: you'd have to clock it. But it was also a down and distant situation where unless you got the first out, you just had no chance.
2: And I believe if you on offense commit a penalty in the final minute, there's a 10-second runoff on a running clock. Game over. So you get one false start, one illegal alignment, and you're done. But it's why Booger should not be talking about tactics there.
0: No, I mean, it's just best to let the play take care of itself at that point.
2: Unbelievable. It's uh, This is why the league cannot be killed because that was absolute high leverage, fantastic entertainment, unscripted sports amazement of alpha predator athletes. I mean, Deshaun Watson is a fucking bitch. Yeah. And yeah. I mean that in the highest of compliments. Yeah,
0: Every, yeah. And
2: all these guys are, you know? Uh,
0: again, the, at the freaks. quarterback position now, to see basically wide receivers playing quarterback with the skill set Fleet of foot, speed, agility, and then the brain. The brain of an NFL quarterback. I just, I don't think we can compare it to any other sport, can you? No. It's a fascinating tool that they use how quickly they have to go back and forth to alternate reads and then should I run? Shouldn't I run? And because they now have the ability, it's just another thing to think about. Tom Brady doesn't have to think about running. Right. Because he can't.
2: Right. But that means he has to have a supercomputer. He does. That is superior to just about anybody else in the game and maybe in football history. And he does. That's how he survives. That's how Peyton Manning survived because he was equally immobile. There was an article, and I could try to find it on the fly here, uh, of uh, what Peyton Manning does pre-snap, and they broke it all down, and it was crazy. Yeah. What looked like a simple seven-yard slant, it's like, oh, easy touchdown, was a series of things. That Peyton Manning had deciphered while standing there on the shotgun, waiting for the play to start.
0: It's it's incredible. It's incredible.
2: Uh Tennessee just scored, uh John yeah, seven three right now. Uh as Tannehill uh seam pass to the tight end. Touchdown. Yeah. Fighting Vrabel seven, Patriots three live updates here on a Saturday <laughs> night loser 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 Fest 2020 i got my
0: old school patriots <laughs> center hat in front of me exactly by the way uh
2: if you are in the uh, dc area or especially in western Loudon, or don't mind traveling <laughs> uh i'm taking applications to be my friend i'm in with you for these kind of get-togethers because really we should be gathered around a big table somewhere at a b-dubs or somewhere better yeah uh did I say that on the microphone? Uh, around a big table enjoying this. But people are busy yeah. and kids and family and we get all that. And okay. you know,
0: Zabe's like a little celebrity around here. So like, you know. Little. It would be, I mean, little
2: is the emphasis. I mean, we're
0: way out. We're out of the D.C. market. Right. But, In D.C. you're a but, superstar.
2: Okay, but do you know who else is way out of the D.C. market? Half of the D.C. market. Yeah, you're right. The whole market is out of control. Which the whole is market traffic is, is so sprawling. Bad. The traffic is insane. It's obnoxious. The, I, I told my parents who've lived here, you know, since 1968. Actually, before that. That's when I moved into McLean. 66, yeah. Uh, I told my parents, I go, this place is unmanageable. They go, what do you mean? I go, this place, the DMV, the yeah. District, Maryland, and Virginia. It's too big. It's too sprawling. Now, some would say, stop whining. You're in the cradle of government. Where there will never be a recession because, you know, Uncle Sam's not going out of business. So you got that going for you. And then the tech sector here, they are building more server farms in giant nondescript warehouses in Loudoun County than anywhere else in the world, which means the Iranian suitcase nuke that takes out the Internet coming, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes from now. It's coming to Western Loudon.
0: I have a great story. I'm giving a, a, a sophomore, junior in high school a lesson this morning. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's right. And we finish the lesson, and he walks out, and he goes, what about this World War Three stuff? And I'm like, is that, a, <laughs> yeah. is that a new movie?
2: That's because he sees it trending on Twitter. Yeah. That's where kids get their news. People and, are like, oh, it's going to be World War Three. It's not going to be World and, War Three Because nobody, nobody's lining up with the Iranians to fight us.
0: Right. Well, I said, maybe Russia. I Russian. go, one, don't worry about it. Two, we'll be dead instantly. So, so, but you're not going to suffer. We got right. so many missiles aimed at. You'll see here and this mountain hill or whatever. What do we call it over here? Mount this- Weather. Mount Weather, it's right over there. There's yeah. a couple missiles aimed right at that. We'll be vaporized.
2: Yes, yeah. you'll you'll see a, a bright white flash. You'll have a warm <laughs> sensation come over you. Yeah. And like then you're everything else your
0: pants. Then everything right. and then it's over. Right. <laughs> like, I'm either real drunk peeing my pants or I just got right. vaporized.
2: Right. You'll your phone at first will go haywire and you're like, that's weird. And then you'll
0: you'll see a flash, a crack, and then everything <laughs>
2: right. will turn warm and it's, it's over.
0: It's over. I said when I was in grade school at Spring Hill, we used to have the alerts drills yeah we get under our desk in like, the
2: 1970s oh yeah no yeah those desks <laughs> were definitely nuclear proof yeah, of course they were of course they're great all right uh we'll keep an eye on the patriots game here at uh at Loserfest 2020 yeah. uh it's okay. first quarter <laughs> by the way uh you you being a guy who went to yukon and f- yep. who lived up there in yeah i live in massachusetts massachusetts yeah. I season tickets. You are a genuine Patriots fan, so yeah. you're not like some Johnny Come Lately. Yeah. You are you are hot and steamed about the talk that this could be Brady's last game at Foxborough, that he will definitely leave or retire after this season. By the way, can you hear my phone, people? On the this is yeah. another thing that's great, but also insanely annoying about these big games in the playoffs. I'm trying to keep up on Twitter. I'm trying to manage six different text threads of seven or eight different groups of people it's a burden i know but anyway so um you you were saying all along you're like because on twitter shaft was like i have it on good authority that this will be tom brady's last game at fox bro because he is opting out of his contract and he wants to go somewhere else and the patriots are moving out or something to that effect you're apoplectic about this because you think tommy tommy can play at least another how many years well, at least two. That'd take him to 45.
0: Yeah, and that's that's enough. That's in the Blanda area.
2: And you were saying, I can't believe why would you get out of the Brady business if you're Belichick and Kraft. And I said, because he's running out of gas. And, and I, you said, he's been running out of gas for 10 years.
0: No, I didn't. <laughs> I would never say that about my Tommy. No,
2: that's actually a compliment, <laughs> though.
0: But he... His velocity and everything is still fairly close to what it is, his ability to get the ball out of his hands. How do you know what his velocity is? I measure it. He's got the worst receivers ever assembled on a 12 and 14. Aside from Edelman. In the history of pro football.
2: But Edelman you like. Edelman to love
0: the toughest player maybe to ever play.
2: Right. I believe Edelman is made out of black box material that they uh, put the uh, flight data recorders yes. on.
0: He's like 5'2".
2: Indestructible.
0: And just a bad
2: Big ass. old lumberjack beard. So, okay, but Brady has been slowing down statistically. Yes, mm-hmm. bad receivers, I get it. Missing Gronk, badly. I get it. Yep. At some point, Johnny, you got to get out of the Brady business. Yeah, Can you get out of it... Artfully in a way that doesn't get ugly.
0: No, no, you can't, and that's that's what it comes down to. It's just the same. It's the same Peyton Manning ending. Peyton well, Manning was get not out of it.
2: Right, Manning was not ugly. It was just sort of heartfelt, like they knew that he was going to go. They had Andrew Luck teed up. Mm-hmm. He wanted to still play. I remember the press conference Manning gave his final one in Indy. It was great. High class, and there was not any bitterness, but it was still not – it didn't feel good for Colts fans. And, of course, he went on to play several great seasons with Denver and then won a Super Bowl as a ride-along, thank you, Vaughn Miller. Then you had the Brett Favre situation in Green Bay, which ended really badly.
0: Sure, and you're having the Eli Manning just off. Is that ending badly, off.
2: or is it just no, like
0: – Are we coming to that?
2: Uh, yeah. Are I you thi- benched
0: halfway through a season because your skill set – Is no longer usable. Something
2: tells me, by the way, the Aaron Rodgers ending in Green Bay will also be messy.
0: Well, he's the most overrated quarterback possibly to ever play. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: hot take alert.
0: The most overrated. Last year, after Super Bowl number six, the audacity to compare Brady and, I mean, compare (laughs) Brady and Breeze. I know. But do not compare those two. All
2: right, let's get back onto the path here. So you want the Pats to stay in the Brady business?
0: I do, I do. I think, shoot, you know, I I believe the fans are owed. It's twelve and four. They're twelve and four. They're
2: twelve and four exactly. I believe the
0: fans are still owed that ability uh, to go out and root for Tom Brady, who's brought them. I I was I I grew up being a Patriots fan. They stunk. Oh, yeah. They stunk.
2: They were a joke.
0: We sat in, I had season tickets. We sat on benches for seats that were garbage and freezing cold, and he built that stadium and that reputation, him and Belichick.
2: So you'd ride ride him into 6 and 10 and then say, now we're done.
0: Yeah, I really would. I just wouldn't do it at 12 and 4. There's
2: something to be said for that. Now,
0: what I think is happening is, again, I think those receivers are so bad. I think he opted out of the contract, and then he can restructure a contract where he can go in there and he can say, unless I'm going to get these receivers, or uh, I'm not going to come back because it's killing me, and I can go win another Super Bowl somewhere else. But I think he wants to be a Patriot for his entire life. But I'm not sure if Tom Brady, at this point, feels that football defines him.
2: Do you remember – like? I'm not kidding. Almost seven years ago that Giselle said, I want him to retire.
0: Sure. (laughs) I'm sure she says that every off season.
2: (laughs) I know. I guess she's given up on saying, I I hope he retires. She's just kind of conceded like that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, not until he wants to, right? You know, she doesn't want him at home that much. I mean, (laughs) who are we kidding?
2: Uh, Speaking of homes. So they have insane homes in several places. Uh, Rodgers and Danica just bought a twenty-seven million dollar spread in Malibu during the season. They're not even married yet.
0: Yeah, like you said, that's going to end badly. <laughs> really. I was going to say you're not a fan of that. Huh? No. Uh, you I might mean,
2: as well be married at that point, I think it's right? A big mistake. All right, let's change gears here.
0: <laughs> this is
2: just for you. John Ronis, dog lover, dog owner. You have two dogs right now? They are? Three. Three
0: dogs. I have Gio Gonzalez. Who uh, Did, breed, please. He's called a Chowini. Breed he's, and age. Uh, he's Name, breed, and age. It's Gio Gonzalez. He's five years old, and he's a Chowini. That's a cross between a dachshund and a chihuahua. I also have one year old Penny Lane. Penny Lane is a uh, Golden Retriever. Rise to the Beatles. And then I have a Mutt. Named Sally, who is a black lab and whatever else is in her, but she is 12 years old and a maniac.
2: Are they all rescues? <clears throat>
0: uh, no. Uh, two of them are rescues, and one of them is a okay raider. All
2: right. And you used to have golden retrievers.
0: That's what I have right now. Penny Lane's a golden retriever. Oh, She's right. the only non-rescue. The previous golden... Was a rescue. And her name? Rare. Uh, that was Casey. And then yeah. I had Maggie and Kayla, who were also goldens.
2: All right. So with that as your pedigree, uh, you have come today... With a concept I've never even considered. Yeah. If you had to field a baseball team made of nothing but dogs? Yep. <laughs> what positions would be best for what breeds?
0: Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. These are my two loves, right? Yeah, I mean, you love baseball. That. I mean, I'm a golf pro, and, but right. I love baseball and I love dogs. At my shop, at my bay, at the back of River Creek, I have a box of dog treats because people walk their dogs down there and I want to say hi to all of them and pet them all. And when I come home, my dogs are like, what's going on? You've been petting all these foreign dogs all day long and they're just sniffing the heck out of me. So those are my two loves. Zabe. So I figured why not come up? No way. Is that dog playing Jenga?
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We interrupt your bit for a quick second. Uh, I saw this on social media And who knows if it's a work. Everything these days is a work. It's a trick. It's fake. It's Photoshopped. But this is a video of a Border Collie, one of the smartest dogs on the planet, successfully playing three moves of Jenga against a human being. And there you go.
0: I'm already in fourth place in my house in Jenga. Okay. If my dogs learn how to play, I'm just going to sleep all day long. Okay. So That's amazing! Are so those as dog you watch, bones?
2: as you watch this oh video, the 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 border collie knows how to just get a toothhold on the edge of the piece. <laughs> Look out! He's twisting the whole pile. Wow. But the Look dog, slow. the dog knows how to slow down and let things settle, and
0: then they're the smartest dog on the planet.
2: Pulls it out.
0: Those border collies. <laughs> I don't have any of those on the baseball field.
2: I was going to say, that Border Collie could be your dog manager.
0: That would have to be the manager. Okay.
2: Yeah. All right. Or or maybe the general manager. That, that, said, <laughs> that said, let's go ahead and run down your dogs playing baseball concept.
0: All right. So, first, let's start at first base. So, first base, I have a sheepdog. And the first baseman, just kind of a big, kind of lumbering, cuddly, home run hitter worker. Okay. Right? Not that skilled at anything. Just a big <laughs> Kind of oof. So All I right. have a sheepdog A big
2: tank-ass first baseman dog, sheepdog. Yeah. Are at, sheepdogs good at catching? Sheepdogs are good at basically ball-
0: one skill, and that is herding okay. sheep. And that's what a first baseman basically is. They-
2: what What is the best ball-catching dog? Not frisbee-catching, oh, but ball-catching, because I'm thinking a first-base dog... <laughs> we'll call him the first base dog. He would have to be able to dig balls out of the dirt. I
0: don't know labs. You know they're labs they're pretty, are pretty damn. They're good. pretty good, okay. and they're on my list here. All right, next. Now there's there's reasons for some of these. So second base, second base. I have a Chihuahua. Okay, small. And that, kind of chirpy likes to bark a lot but no power whatsoever <laughs> you know it's not a home run hitter it's just a kind of a quick guy who if he got in a fight would get behind the sheepdog
2: our second baseman in baseball the most chirpy of all the players because they're
0: the smallest <laughs> and yeah. they're just waiting to hide behind someone it's shortstop in the first baseman, they're going to get to the fight before the short before the second baseman
2: and so. is it generally accepted it's the least important position defensively no. or no no something no. has to be least.
0: Well, right field.
2: Right field will be lower yeah, in, in terms major of leagues. Not it's left field. Okay, left
0: field's the worst play position. If defensive you suck, player. They'll
2: put you in left field. You can hit home either. runs. If you can okay. hit forty
0: home runs, you're playing okay. left field. Okay, in the major leagues, right, right field. You have to have a good arm. Okay. All, all right. Then for shortstop, let's let's not go to shortstop. For, oh,
2: hold on. Can I? I want to guess. I'm gonna yeah. play. I mean, I, my, all right. Let's go shortstop. All right. I'm gonna guess Jack Russell Terrier. And why? Because they're quick. They can jump. They got good mouth object skills, balls, frisbees. Good. Cover a lot of ground.
0: Good, but we got to take a look at the people who play the shortstop position. Okay. I have the shortstop as a golden retriever. Okay. And the reason is is because they are the face. Touchdown
2: Touchdown or- Edelman by the way. That's
0: right. The face of the organization. And the golden retriever is the greatest dog ever put on the planet. So, oh, wow. I got Jeter, I got Turner, I got Ozzy Smith. I got Nomar Garcia-Para. Those are the shortstops. And so a Golden Retriever, it can catch that ball. It can run down a Frisbee, and it's gorgeous. Okay. So that's your shortstop. Fair enough. Third, third base. base. I grew up with George Brett, Craig Nettles.
2: Tough These guys. Third basemen are tough. Pricks. Guys, yeah. Pitbull. They're Pitbull. That's a good one. I like that.
0: Pitbull. I have it third base. Yeah. And even today, your third baseman, eh, they're kind of iffy. So... Third base, we're gonna go with the pit bull. Catcher, you have to be able to guess. What is a catcher?
2: Catcher is just a workhorse dog.
0: It's a bulldog. <laughs> catcher is a bulldog. It's the exact look of your little league catcher.
2: Slowest, just <laughs> here. Here, I'll do my bulldog Engelbert. impression.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and
2: that's and that's after just waking up. Right. That's what a bulldog does. Can't move. Like. Yeah. Ball
0: goes by and they're like, someone else will get that. Catcher is your bulldog.
2: I I'm sure bulldog owners are going to respond to this. I have no idea how that breed is attractive. They're so finicky. They require so much pampering. So much maintenance. They have apparently they have such health problems.
0: Terrible health problems, very short lifespan.
2: Slobber. Right, right. You got to bury them quick, which is traumatic for the teeth family.
0: Stick out over their lips and they bite people. It's just <laughs> not. It's a catcher. Just keep okay. throwing the ball. Bulldog
2: at them. And catcher. Okay.
0: Left field. All I've known in left field are pricks. So I got a Doberman out there. It's a great dog. <laughs> it's a good worker. It's powerful. But I got people like Williams and Yastrzemski jim rice jason worth those are my left fielders that i grew up with you you said they are prickly
2: you said left field is for the minus defensive player
0: worst defensive player on the field
2: but usually a great bat oh yeah and almost always left fielders don't give two shits about how bad they are defensively no they generally never work to get better defensively because they're like bro I hit thirty bombs last year. What more do you want? Yeah,
0: how often did you hear of Ted Williams after the game catching fly balls? <laughs> Never. <Exactly. laughs> He's so going you think, to the cage. So you
2: think Doberman is the better is the best representation yeah, of the left fielder. Okay. Who
0: likes a Doberman? Okay. No one unless you own one. Okay. Center field, I have that whippet. That's that thing that oh, jumps off, it. goes sixty miles an hour and jumps off of like decks and catches things.
2: All right. Whippets are closely related to Greyhounds. Right. right? Right. But I've heard Whippets described as the world's fastest couch dog that when they are not running things down, they are total homebody dogs.
0: And that's your Mookie Wilson. That's your uh, who's a guy who played for the, uh, the Yankees, who's a center fielder. I can't remember his name. Center but, fielders by the are way, a lot of
2: guys played center field know, for the Yankees know, over the years. I know,
0: but I Bernie can't, Williams? No, no, no. He was an old guy when he played with Mattingly and those guys. But anyways. H-
2: old Haas Radborn.
0: It, correct.
2: Bill so, Sisonnitsen. Not
0: really. So <laughs> that's a lovable guy. I, I think the center fielders, are, most of them are pretty good guys. Lovable, fast, good guys. Don't have to do much, but catch that ball in the outfield.
2: Hold on, I'm googling all-time Yankee center fielders.
0: I'll know. He's got a strange name. It's uh, uh,
2: Joe DiMaggio. Oh, he well, he wasn't a center fielder though, or was he? That's good. They just list him. No. All right, hold on. Hey, I'm mean, gonna wait. You're,
0: you're, you keep looking. No,
2: the stupid Google just puts a bunch of. They put Mickey Mantle up to the, the pictures, and it's like first
0: baseman. Do 80s center field?
2: Oh, oh. Mickey played center field, according to Ranker. He played outfield, first base, and center field. The, according to Ranker, Mantle 1, DiMaggio 2, Bernie Mickey three. Rivers.
0: Mickey Rivers. There it is right there. Mickey okay. Rivers ran with his arms flailing all over the place, <laughs> and he was just a lovable center fielder. Okay. And in right field, I have just your basic lab, because most right fielders are just good guys, and they go out there, they hit some home runs, and they throw a guy out at third. Work dog, strong dog.
2: A lot of right fielders, though, are your star hitting player who's also okay fielding.
0: Yeah, like a lab.
2: Like Yelich is a right fielder for the Brewers.
0: Like a lab will catch the tennis ball; they just might right. not bring it back.
2: Right. Harper yeah. plays right field. Right, but you usually know?
0: pretty pretty cool in front of the press. Right, You know, good-looking. And,
2: and a Labrador is the number one dog in America. Or yeah. is a Golden the number one dog in probably America? Probably the Golden. But okay. It,
0: they're both retrievers. They're Labrador both right there. Labrador retrievers. Okay. They retrieve things. All right. That's what n- they're good at. The we're last n- one is the on pitcher.
2: We're not on a pitcher. Now, wait. You're not going to fill out starters one through five plus I'm not. middle inning reliever I'm plus I'm not Because
0: I think people at this point are like, closer. this a
2: pretty good bit, but we're probably done with it. <laughs> Actually, you know, what, you know what people are going to do? They're gonna they're gonna come up with a lot of good counter uh, that's opinions. I, that's the point. And and I can assure you, somebody a super dogophile will have your one, two, three, four, five starters with your middle hitting relievers. They might even have a loogie dog, a left handed one out guy, yep, and a closer.
0: And that's what we want.
2: Okay. Well, we'll we you're going to get input. That.
0: So I have for my pitcher is is a German Shepherd. I figured it's just it's the workhorse dog, it's the most trusted dog. Too big, but that's what the Too pitchers shaggy. are. shaggy. They're big boys. <laughs> who do you got? All right, so who do you have? Who for would pitcher? I have
2: as pitcher? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, the pitcher is going to do a lot of stuff. Like you said, it has to be a workhorse. Uh, none of the collies have fixed there. Border <laughs> yeah, collie, Lassie border collie is going to
0: be my general manager. Okay, and it's the smartest dog on the planet. Okay, and it. <laughs> and a terrier, Let the dogs terrier out. would just...
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll have to think about that you one. You can't good. trust
0: any terrier. They'll just jump over the fence and be drinking beers.
2: All right. John gives lessons at the Ronas Academy at River Creek in Leesburg. All year round in a wonderful enclosed garage, heading out to open spaces yeah. with all the tools for instruction the launch monitors, the video analysis, including the pool noodles, one of the most yes. important golf swing teaching innovations of the last 20 years. Absolutely, pool Good for noodles. a flood.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> uh, look them up at uh, at River Creek or go to the dot Academy.com.
0: Visit me on Facebook.
2: Yeah, and send, you want to send, well, emails to me, zabe at yahoo.com, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I'll be the one that sorts through all the dog submissions, but I love it. we love, love it. your input. I love it when my guests, A, bring prefab material that's entertaining, and secondly, when they actually come to my house when I have no friends. As Loserville, as loser P- Loserpalooza 2020 commences, we got to get to town before they close the wing joints, all right? That's right. right now, update, it, it is Patriots 10. Titan seven so yes. you gotta be feeling pretty good right now I'm feeling good all right Johnny boy thank you buddy thank you
1: we'll
2: end on this today forget being an armchair general manager in sports that is already dumb enough because we don't know what we don't know about many many things within organizations and teams and players and coaches. And we're just guessing from the couch. It's fun and it's mostly harmless. I think it's all, (gasps) excuse me, harmless. How about being an armchair general? Everyone was an armchair general this past weekend after Donald Trump, President Trump authorized a drone strike that took out this guy Soleimani, this Iranian general, handsome devil. Well, at least he was a handsome devil. Uh, Took him out with a drone strike when he was in Iraq. Oh, yeah, knock, knock. Looks like you're in the wrong country. Ah, bang, you're dead. And, of course, many Democrats and many on the left were quick to come out and tut-tut it and poo-poo it, including Steve Kerr, coach of the NBA's worst team, thank you to injuries, the Golden State Warriors. Tweeted Kerr, one thing I've learned in my lifetime is to not believe our government when it comes to matters of war. Johnson and Nixon lied about Vietnam. Bush and Cheney lied about WMDs in Iraq. Now Pence is lying about Iran and Soleimani's supposed involvement in 9-11. Now I'm not going to get down the truth hole about did Pence lie in a tweet? Did he overly conflate this guy's role in 9-11? That's besides the point. The point is suddenly Steve Kerr, armchair general, is now weighing in on this topic, when last we saw Steve Kerr on the international affairs stage, he was zipping it, zipping it, zipping it on China and their stance with Hong Kong and protesters. Why? Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. All about the money. Here's what Kerr said when asked about it back in October. Actually, I don't, he said. It's a really bizarre international story, and a lot of us don't know what to make of it. It's something I'm reading about, just like everybody else is, but I'm not going to comment further than that. He also said that he had already emailed his brother-in-law, a Chinese history professor, seeking more enlightenment. Now, though, he knows exactly what we should have done with this guy Soleimani. It's tricky, by the way, and the, And then, just for the record, darn right, the government lies about stuff regarding war. But he conveniently left out a couple of Democrat presidents who also have lied about things, including war. So, it's just a very partisan hack-like take. I don't know if we should have taken this guy out or not. How, how the fuck would I know? It's very complicated, you know? This could have been throwing a rock at a hornet's nest. Or maybe it succeeds in backing Iran the fuck off just a bit. Who knows? Maybe it is the start of World War III. I'm dubious about that, but okay. It's just funny that Steve Kerr suddenly found his legs, his international sea legs, to weigh in on this. And then, to go him one step more stupid, Colin Kaepernick... Tweet, America has always sanctioned and besieged black and brown bodies, both at home and abroad. America milita- America militarism is the weapon wielded by American imperialism to enforce its policing and plundering of the non-white world. Oh, God, this is Nike's guy. I'd love to boycott Nike, but I can't. The clothes are too good. I like them. I like the swoosh. I like the stuff. I like the gear. They also sponsored damn near every pro sport there is. What a fucking simpleton this guy is. Yeah, that's it. I Nailed it right there. And again, elements of that being true? Certainly. But uh, this guy Soleimani was killing a lot of brown guys over there in Iraq. They just happen to be Iraqis. But... Don't let those facts bother you, Colin. Keep on keeping on. All right, that'll do it for me today. What a day here on the Zabecast. Thank you so much for downloading. Tell a couple friends, subscribe, rate, and review. I do appreciate it. Helps with the algorithm. Uh, We roll into Tuesday where there will be no doubt more fallout from the weekend that was, plus the new opening in Dallas where Jarrah is going out for a new coach. Who will he land And how quick will it be? Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday. And we will see you next time. Okay, my degenerate friends. Let's talk about the wonderful dark art of gambling yes dancing with the point spread going two fists in all the way up to your elbows wearing farm animal gloves all right that was weird my point is every game you watch is a little bit more spicy with something on it you know that's why you should get dialed in today at mybookie.ag. i've got an account and you know what i throw 10 15 20 bucks on stuff all the time that's it you can even bet less MyBookie.ag is perfectly legal, and having worked with them for over two years, they are a rare exception of credibility in a sea of fly-by-nighters. And the handful of times anybody has had a problem, they take care of it right away. Why? Because I send one email, and they go, oh, we we don't want to get this. We'll take care of this. Relax, everybody. You got me backing you up. NFL, college football, NBA, college hoops, PGA Tour, NHL, Premier League, everything but Bush Kazi from Afghanistan. You can bet on it. Right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000 additional to put in play. Terms and restrictions do apply to bonus dollar matches. Read the website for details. Promo code is ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to get that additional matching money. Get Some sweet action in 2020. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid.
0: At Vanguard, this is more than just a retirement plan. This is your cappuccino date in Italy, the beach house with the matching bicycles. It's your rental car down memory lane and weekends reuniting with friends from over the years. This is the future you imagined and Vanguard is here to help you build it. Because at Vanguard, You're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.
1: Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty?